Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to Convert Central. I'm Kevin Sidik Lim, the host of Convert Central, and I'd like to welcome you to Season 3 of Convert Central. Our podcast focuses on the challenges that Muslim converts face along their conversion journey to help Muslims from all backgrounds to find a strong foothold in Islam. Follow our Instagram and LinkedIn page at Convert Central, and I look forward to sharing with you all the beneficial series we plan for the year. For now, I'd like to welcome you to Season 3 of Convert Central. Welcome back to Convert Central. So Alhamdulillah, we are now on the episode 4 of What Do Us Speaks To Me. And today we have someone special, and it's the first time she's on Convert Central. And I understand that at this point of time, she's also about 4 months into a conversion journey, and she's going to share with us her favourite dua. I'm, I'm sure all of you guys are going to be very interested in her Convert story, so I'll just get her to share one or two uh, paragraphs about why she came into Islam, and inshallah next time when we have the opportunity, we'll feature a full story on Convert Central. So inshallah, uh, please, she's Natasha, tell us about yourself and your Convert story. Okay. Hi, I'm Natasha. I'm 28 years old and I'm working full-time and also studying part-time. Why I convert is that I believe that this is the religion for me after doing a lot of searching. And then, um, and then yeah, that's the reason why I started to convert. Alhamdulillah. And uh, I, I think whatever you're going to share, you know, the dua they're going to share today also is quite apt in, in terms of its meaning, you know. Uh, but mm-hmm. I'll, I'll leave it to you to share the dua first and I'll, uh, I'll get you to share why this uh, dua is your favorite dua. So uh, please help us by reciting the dua three times for, for anyone who wants to learn to recite the dua as well. Bismillah. Okay, sure. Bismillah. Inna lillahi wa inna illahi raji'un. Inna lillahi wa inna illahi raji'un. Inna lillahi wa inna illahi raji'un. So uh, this... Uh, dua of Inna lillahi wa inna ilahi raju'un uh, translates to Indeed we belong to Allah and indeed to Him we return. So why is this your favorite dua? Okay, so um, what I believe is that you know we are all created by Him. Maybe when we are in this dunya, we might be misguided, we might be you know stranded, and because we are created by Him, right? At the end of the day, when we leave this place we will definitely find him along our life journey and we indeed will belong back to him. Return to him, I mean, yeah. So this was like a reminder of like your monotheism, your belief that eventually we'll go back to Allah? Yes, that's it. Like um, like I said, because I was doing a lot of like um, religion, soul searching kind of thing. Right. And then at the end, when I finally decided to like learn more about Islam, that's when, yeah, you know, I tell myself, this is it. And I know, and I know that when I die, I want to die a Muslim. Yeah. Subhanallah. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is such a great explanation. Um, firstly, when I was hearing your, a little bit about your story at the start, I was thinking, well, this dua is so apt because indeed to Allah we belong and indeed to Him we return. And this is what reminds you as well. But uh, enough of me explaining. Uh, tonight, we also have Ustaz Abu us. Uh, to explain the dua, so uh, Bismillah, I'll get Ustazah to you know give us some ways that uh, the dua is recited and also some uh, explanation about the dua. Please, Ustazah. Okay, Assalamualaikum. Um, yes, so thank you very much, uh, Sister Natasha and Brother Kevin. Yeah, so this dua is um a Quranic dua. Number one that I have to mention is that this is a Quranic dua. What it means is that this this dua is actually mentioned in the Quran word by word. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught it to us word by word. So, inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raju. It is um, an ayah in the Quran, a verse in the Quran. And this verse beautifully came in between 
two different verses that I will um, actually have to go through to explain this particular dua. So, inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un actually means verily to Allah we belong and to him we shall return. Okay? So, and this dua comes in Surah Al-Baqarah. Um, uh, this application comes in Surah Al-Baqarah in between two verses that like I said before. And the first verse, the verse that came before is وَلَنَبْلُوَنَّكُمْ بِشَيْءٍ مِّنَ الْخَوْفِ I'm so sorry for the long Arabic verse, but I'll explain it to you <laughs> real quick. Okay, so um, the meaning of that is that, and we will most certainly afflict you with somewhat of fear and hunger, loss of wealth and property, loss of life, loss of fruits, or also food. Okay, so... It is something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that certainly every single person on the face of earth will have to go through difficulties. Whether you're Muslim, you're non-Muslim, you have Allah, you don't have Allah, you still have to go through difficulties. It is part and parcel, people say, of being a human being or being on the face of earth. Okay? So this is just it. It's not easy. The life here, um, it doesn't last. It, like goodness doesn't last. Calamities happen. But also calamities end. I, like I was, um, like I'm, I'm need to explain that because now people are just gonna all be so depressed. This convert central talk talk is getting so depressing already. Eh? Everything is so depressing. Mama, we are gonna just look forward to bad things. No, good things happen too, but it also, um, have to end. Bad things and happen. So it's like a wheel. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. But Allah SWT said that affliction will surely happen to both people, uh, to human beings, whether they are Muslims, whether they are not. But Allah SWT continued that ayah and Allah say, وَبَشِّرِ الصَّابِرِينَ And give good news or glad tidings to those who are patient. Okay, so when uh, calamities befall, they don't go crazy. They don't go like, oh my God, my life is ending, everything is on. I want to kill myself. I should die. Okay, you know, they don't go crazy like that. I'm sorry about the voice. I don't know why I did that. But I hope <laughs> you can understand what I'm trying to say. Okay, so, but they don't go, they don't freak out to that extent. Like, yes, you'll be sad. Yes, it'll be difficult. Yes, but the first thing that they will say is those, these people will say, these Sabirin, they will say when the first strike, at the first strike of calamity, they will say, Inna lillahi, verily we belong to Allah. And to him we shall return. What this means is that, you know the meaning already, what this means is that we belong to Allah. That means the difficulties that we face on the face of earth is something that is within Allah's grasp. Allah is taking care of it. So anytime Allah want to give it, it happens. When Allah want to take it away, Allah will take it away too. So you are reminding yourself, nothing lasts. Number one. Number two, and after this calamity, we are all going to return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it is that, that is the most important part. How we are going to return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? In what state? So the, the people who are as-sabirin, the patient ones, will return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala happily. Why? Because in the next ayah, Allah says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the next ayah, Those patient people who when calamity befalls them, they say, inna wa inna 
these people Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will send them his blessings and mercy so in the difficulty he might be crying screaming you know pulling his hair out quietly maybe yeah not 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 uh, hysterically yeah but believing that Allah is there, that he will return to Allah, Allah will send down his mercy and his blessings upon them. So he is actually getting what? Getting reward for being patient. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also say that these people who are patient, these are the rightly guided ones. That means they have received true guidance. So guidance doesn't only happen for those who have received Islam. There are Muslims who cannot handle difficulties. I mean, I'm, I'm saying this and I'm a Muslim myself and I know how difficult it is when something happens that it's not, you know, unpleasant to me. I feel like it's unpleasant. It's not ideal. Then I start to feel, you know, the heart start to palpitate and you will start to like, you know, you feel cold, you feel warm. At that moment, you start to like, what is this happening? Why? Where is Allah? What is happening? Help me. If you don't take me out of this, ya Allah, I'm going to be gone, gone. You know, you feel so scared. At that moment, if you say, Inna lillahi wa inna rajiun, Allah will reward you for that. The Prophet wasallam actually mentioned and taught this dua, you know, because this dua is actually used um, when people pass away, right? That's one of the biggest calamity, I would say. A loss of a person. Loss of life is difficult. Um, it brings um, a totally different feeling. So you lose things, you might feel like, okay, I can still get something back. I might, you know, get it back. But when you lose a person, it's very difficult to replace you know, by death or by anything, if you lose a person, it's very diff difficult to replace because it has, like, people don't be behave the same way, you know. But uh, the, uh, the Prophet ﷺ taught this to his wife. At that time, he, he, this uh, Umm Salama wasn't his wife yet. So she, her husband passed away. Umm Salama loved her husband so much, Abu Salama. So he passed away and she was very sad. So the Prophet ﷺ said, taught her what to recite. And the Prophet ﷺ said, the Prophet ﷺ said, when a person is afflicted with calamity and immediately utters, inna lillahi wa inna ilahi raji'un, verily we belong to Allah and to him we shall return, and continues saying, Allahumma ajurni fi musibati wa khlufli khayran minha. O Allah, compensate me in my affliction and give me something better in, its, in exchange for it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will surely compensate that person and reward that person with something that is better. So Umm Salama didn't accept that. She was like, you, you don't understand. I just lost my husband. He is the best person. He was the best person to me. I will never find anybody who is as good as him. That's what Umm Salama said. And do you know, she, she said that after the Prophet left, she 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 felt like okay maybe I should 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 just say so she said it she said inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun Allahumma ajurni fi musibati wa khulufli khairan minha and soon enough a proposal from the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam came for Umm Salama and Allah subhanahu wa taala replaced Abu Salama the person that she said was the best person on the face of earth for her Allah replaced him with a prophet. We're not saying that Abu Salama is not good, but we're saying that no, the recompense that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave is huge. 
It's a normal person with a prophet, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So if you do not see the recompense on the world in the world, like today or tomorrow, don't worry. There will still be a huge recompense for you in akhirah. Which is Jannah, which is getting to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And like Sister Natasha said, to return to Allah, to go back to Allah. Imagine if you go back to Allah and Allah smiles at you. Allah look at you. That to me is enough a recompense for all the calamities that we we, we go through. So that's my advice. Oh, um, I'm so sorry. That is my explanation for this dua. Thank you so much, Ustaza. Alhamdulillah. Um, it really hit my heart because we come in at converts, right? And then sometimes we, prior to coming to Islam, we we wonder why bad things happen to us and we don't have an explanation for it. And sometimes how we deal with that is that we in turn do bad things to others, you know, just deal with it. Life has to be fair, right? If it's if it's not a, you know, zero-sum game, then like, how are we able to reconcile it? And then now, we realize that Allah is the counter-check. Whatever we, we we suffer or we think we are suffering in this life, we we will be compensated in hereafter. And and truly, that's why some people, some very, very, very good Muslims, they look forward to returning to Allah. Because they know that inshallah they have tried to be patient with their calamities. And indeed to to Allah they will return. And to Allah will they be rewarded. And for the converts out there who are also wondering about this, yes, it's true. Allah indeed is the counterbalances. So sometimes bad things happen to us and we don't know why and it's killing us. We, we want to understand why. But sometimes we have to be, we have to be reminded that there's hereafter and, and to Allah is where our recompense will lie. And that helped me a lot in my conversion journey. I'm sure that is also a reason, big reason why Sis Natasha you know, really, really, really likes this du'a. So thank you so much, Ustaza, for sharing with us. Um, right now is the 12th day of Ramadan, right? So to all our listeners here, it, perhaps we have not started off Ramadan on the right foot. Perhaps we are, we are, we are striving and, and we still need some time to get there. So before we end the podcast, I'd like to get Ustaza once more to share maybe one advice for us on how to get back on track to finish Ramadan strong. For rarely... If we finish it strong, then inshallah, we pray that Allah will accept our Ramadan. So, Ustaza, is there an advice that you can give our listeners here today? An advice would be, you know, the, the, the first most difficult part of Ramadan is actually gone. The first 10 days. You know, if you are hungry, you cannot control your hunger. You cannot, uh, you have this midday strike of thirst and, and you know, um, low energy and everything. I think by the 10th day of Ramadan, that your body would have adjusted to not having food. So it's, it's a funny way. So by the, but I mean, the, the second 10 days would be more of, you know, you're not going to be searching the kitchen or looking at food, you know, um, with like, you know, wow, I wish I can eat that immediately or something like that. No, it's more of the calmness. You are now in that moment of like your, your mind have already accepted, okay, he is not going to feed me no matter what. <laughs> like even if I'm telling him, Please drink, please eat. Um, the mind, um, no, you know, it's not gonna. He's just gonna wait until Maghrib. So they, they, that's that's out of the way. So yes, how to stay motivated during Ramadan? Okay, if you didn't start Ramadan on the right foot or with the right, uh, you know, tone, um, and you are not now feeling demotivated already, you feel like you lost twelve days of Ramadan. Don't worry, the best is yet to come. 
you know, you're looking forward to something. This is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I think, put Laylatul Qadr at the very end of Ramadan so that people do not lose focus. You know, the biggest gift that you can give yourself is a gift of a lifetime, I will tell you. The forgiveness. Like, imagine you get to get out of this particular Ramadan clean. Nothing, nothing as though you have never ever sinned before. Imagine that, a clean slate. Who doesn't want that? And then imagine whatever it is, acts of worship that happens during Ramadan, it is going to be multifold. Yes, you miss 10 days. But you still have about 18 days maybe. Okay? 17, 18 days. But in the 17 and 18 days, whatever it is that you do, one good deed that you do, if you give sadaqah of one dollar, yeah, of sadaqah or uh, charity, one dollar, it will be rewarded to you in multifolds that you will not even remember that, oh, I give one dollar and I'm getting, why am I getting so much? I don't even own this much money actually. So now one prayer you do in Ramadan is how many times? One good deed that you do for your parents in Ramadan, you will be rewarded so much. One smile that you give to a stranger and you know, you make somebody happy. You feed the poor. You clean the masjid or you clean the house for your mom. You know, something, just a good deed, do it. How to stay motivated? Keep good friends around you. If you don't have good friends, now is the time to look for good friends. Where do you look for good friends? Convert Central is one. I mean, you, you have people likes, people who are like-minded, who are converts, who are looking to learn about Islam, who are looking to share more about Islam, their experience in Islam. Join this. I mean, you will find good friends, definitely. I mean, these people are doing dawah. They are spreading, um, I mean, Islam through their conversion story. It's something that is like, you know, you would, and they are spreading so much more. They're spreading about, they're, they're sharing about food, they're sharing du'as, they're sharing motivations. So if you keep, if you keep listening, of course, to a podcast like this, then you will definitely be motivated to do good. But if you are far away from people who do good deeds, then you will definitely be demotivated. So if you don't have a place, look for good, I mean, you do not have a good circle of friends, then look for good circles of friends. Do not be ashamed to ask for help. There are a lot of people out there who are willing to help. If you're a convert, don't always feel that, you know, I'm, I'm a convert, so I do not have, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm new, people will look down at me. No, no, like, I mean, on the contrary, people are looking up at you. People are like, whoa, these people chose Islam. They chose Islam. So they are amazing people. And we, we always, Muslims, I think born Muslims, we want to be close to convert. So look for good company. Um, look for good people. Surround yourself with people who feel that Ramadan is important. Then you will start feeling motivated during Ramadan, inshallah. That's one advice that I can give. Uh, Ustazah, I, I knew, I know you are in the business of teaching Islamic knowledge, but I didn't know you were also specializing in making people cry. So, <laughs> MashaAllah, thank you so much for sharing with us, you know, the dua and also your advice. Truly, indeed, this is also a reminder for ourselves. Uh, I pray that we are, we are actually recording this right, right, right at the age of Ramadan's going to start, right? I hope that all of us here in the Zoom room, we get the chance and opportunity to listen to this again. 
mid Ramadan, this is a truly a important reminder that we all of us need in in the mid of Ramadan. So, totally agree with what you said. Many rewards to be reaped in the last few days of Ramadan, last part of Ramadan. It's enough, you know. If if we we just have to try our best from now on, and it's more it's more than enough. So thank you so much for sharing today. Thank you also, Sis Natasha, for coming to share your favorite dua. Your favorite dua has you know uh created a very interesting conversation tonight for all of us here today. I'd like to thank both of you for coming out to Convert Central and sharing your stories, explanations, and, and for Ustaza, your knowledge. Uh, at this point of time, uh, I'll just get Ustaza to end the podcast for us by reciting Tasbih Kafara and Surah Asr. Bismillah. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayh. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Wal-asr. Inna al-insana lafi khusr. Illa al-ladhina amanu wa amilu salihat. Wa tawafaw bilhaq. وتواصل بالصبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته